When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. I am Lorianne. Our goal here at Healthy Lifestyle is to inspire, educate, and empower you to fulfill a healthy, emotional, spiritual, and physical life so you can feel empowered to live the life you have always wanted and dreamed. I hope you're enjoying your day today. I know I am. And today I'm very excited to have a, a dear friend, um, colleague and oh my gosh she was an advisor as well dr debbie silver is the founder of post-betrayal transformation institute and is a holistic psychologist a health mindset and personal development expert the author of the number one best-selling book the unshakable woman four steps to rebuilding your body mind and life after a life crisis and debbie's most recent book trust again which you on facebook can see right here is her uh just her most recently sent out book that we are going to speak a lot about today. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how we we how long it takes to heal. So she discovered a whole lot of things and we're going to talk about that. She's an award-winning speaker, coach, and author dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals as well as any other blocks preventing them from the health, work, finances, relationships, confidence, and the happiness they want most. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Good to have you here. Oh, so excited to chat with you, my friend. How are you? How have you been? You know, it's it's a very interesting time. Wonderful, interesting, and and uh, just just helping people transform. You know, doing something good with something bad. That's the idea. Absolutely, absolutely. So l- let's talk about some of the things that you have in this book and your discoveries as post betrayal transformation. And actually, I don't know if I said it, but it's Doctor Debbie Silver. I just know you as Debbie because we've known each other for a long time now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this the study was was so amazing, and, and you know, first of all, you don't study something like betrayal because it's like, oh, that's an interesting topic. <laughs> study it because you have to, and and that was certainly the case with me. I had a very painful family betrayal, and then uh, and then my husband, and it was you know shocking. I was blindsided, devastated, like anybody, you know, going through the same thing. But I was determined to. Um, to learn my way out of it on some level. And I got him out of the house. And one of the first things I did, maybe not so common here, but I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. And then I did a study and I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries that changed my business, my health, my family, my life. Amazing. Amazing. And and you wrote this all in this book as well, because this this book was also your doctor thesis, right? 
Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I mean, it, hundreds and hundreds of hours of research, and, and you present it to your dissertation committee, and I'm thinking, it can't just be that those are the only people who get to, to know about all this research, so I made it much more reader-friendly and um, and shared it, and, and in the book, I have uh, all of the discoveries, which I'm happy to talk about here, all of the stories of my study participants, our four-step trust rebuilding process, The um, it, it's the kind of book that you do not the kind of book that you read. Yeah, yeah, it kind of walks you through, right? Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Be- yeah, because it's uh it's it's you're taking on a lot when you're healing from betrayal. So, we need to know what we're working with and then know how to work with it. Agreed, agreed. So, what are the questions we can ask ourselves to see if we're numbing, avoiding, distracting ourselves from from this trauma that we go through? Because that's what we do. We we numb ourselves. We we eat too much. We we just mm-hmm. you know we we try anything so that we don't really have to focus and and kind of feel the pain the the way we need to feel the pain, right? Right, because it's so painful, and it's one of the most common things we do. And and actually, there were three groups in the study that didn't heal, and one of them, one of the groups was that group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. So that's when we're using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, something like that. But you want to know if you're doing that, because if so, it's preventing your healing. So these are four questions that I invite everybody to write down, which is my way of saying, write these down. <laughs> so the first one, the first one is, am I numbing and distracting? If so, how? Be honest with yourself. Do you walk into the kitchen, you're not the least bit hungry, and you find yourself at the bottom of the potato chip bag? Do you walk into a room and put the TV on because you are desperately trying to drown out the sound of your own thoughts? Call yourself on it. The second question, what am I pretending not to see? Am I pretending not to see there's trouble in my relationship? Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job? What am I pretending not to see? Call yourself out on it. The third question, what's life going to look like in five to 10 years if I keep this going? Play it all the way out. Ignore that relationship issue. Play it out five to 10 years. What's going to happen? That health issue that you're ignoring, play it out five to 10 years. What's that going to look like? And that job that you hate, play that out five to 10 years. What's that going to look like? And the fourth question is, what could life look like if I change now? And I'm not saying that that change is easy, but transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so true. Uh, knowing because I, I, I went through it. So I'm, I'm actually um, part of this book, right? Yes, you are. Yeah. As long as you said it, I'll say it. Yeah. You were actually one of my study participants. And you wrote something that I remember reading, and it gave me such chills. And it was actually one of the reasons that led to one of the discoveries. And and I'll share it because it was so profound what you said. I don't remember your exact words. It's in the book. Yeah. But one of the discoveries was originally I was studying uh, something called post-traumatic growth, which is kind of like the upside of trauma, how that trauma leaves you with a new perspective, awareness, insight that you didn't have before. But I had been through death of a loved one and I had been through disease, you know, and I was like, "Mm, those are traumas for sure. Yes. But betrayal feels different, but I didn't want to assume. So I asked everybody in the study, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? And every single person you included said, absolutely, 100% it does. So it didn't, yes, it was post-traumatic growth, but the difference was you also have to rebuild the self, 
the whole self gets demolished in yeah. the trail. Think about it. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. They all have to be rebuilt. So they, they needed this type of healing needed its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. And you, my friend, <laughs> were, were one of the reasons why that specific discovery happened. It was because of what you wrote about how you felt and the cleanup that was needed, oh, it's, um, yeah. which was so different based on your personal experience. Yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the visual. I remember the day that you sent the email asking the Fab 14 to, mm-hmm. um, to you know, answer this question, if we wouldn't mind. And I, I looked at the question. I, I just sat on my stairs. I just sat down and I just started t- writing to you. I just started typing that email and I'll never forget it. And the, the best way, even though I didn't write this in the email, the best way to describe it as I felt it is that you're standing on a glass floor and suddenly the glass floor breaks out from underneath you and you're just plummeting because everything that you knew to be your truth and your reality was all made up. It was all false. Right. It was all, right. and everything was built upon everything else. So it's, you know, take a building and implode it because that's how, what the feeling was. It's just like everything went out from underneath you and even the trusting yourself. And that, that was the, the number one thing is now I even questioned my own decision-making capabilities. And that's the thing that I think blew me the way the most. That was the most, um, uh, adjustment I had to make to it because I stopped being able to trust my own decisions of whether someone was good or bad or doing something positive or not. I, every decision became a question in my mind. Yeah, a- and it, yeah, that it's so common, and that's why in, in trust again, I teach a four-part trust rebuilding process. And I remember, I'm I'm not kidding. I remember how beautifully you laid that out. And, and I, I just pulled everything you wrote because there was no way I was writing it better than you. And it is, in, it is inserted. Verbatim. Yeah, it, it is. And it was because it's so true because we don't, and it's so common to betrayal. We certainly don't trust our betrayers. We don't trust ourselves. We don't trust in anything. No. So from the foundation you know, starting right there has to be completely rebuilt. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely. But in the process of writing it, and in the process of weeping as I was writing, I mean, my phone was wet because I was typing the email from my, my cell phone. Um, in the process of doing that and sending it, it was empowering. And then rereading it, uh, it would just knock me off my feet again because it just, I just took everything and dumped it. It was the start. That was the start to the turning point of me starting the healing process. But being able to recognize that it was, it was what had happened to me and with me that um, for me, the healing process started to begin. So it was such a, a deep question specifically for me. I don't know how the others, um, you know, how it helped them in their process, but I know it was definitely something that helped me in the process. Speaking of, of which, tell us about Betrayal. Why does it- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It hurt. What, why does it leave such an impact and, and what does it create? 
Yeah. You know, think about it. These are the people we trusted the most. These are the people who gave us that sense of safety and security, which are basic needs. So the very people who gave us that sense of safety and security, when those are the people who take it away, it's it's shattering. It, It shatters any sense of comfort, any sense of belonging, any sense of trust and and security. It's completely shattered and it it imprints on the body and mind. And that's why, I mean, I, I truly believe that, that um, betrayal is one of the most painful of the human experiences. Yeah, well, I can, I can second that without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. What are some of the physical symptoms of betrayal, um, some emotional and mental symptoms? I mean, I know, I know I literally, I had physical symptoms and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. I was tired. Um, I, it was, I was very lethargic. I had to force myself to get out of bed every single day. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really a force. Thank goodness for children and, and puppies because, you mm-hmm. know, you have a responsibility. So you would force yourself out. I remember the days where I couldn't walk in my house and not have the TV screaming or the radio on or some noise, like just trying to be louder than what was the chatter in my head. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was more physical, too. I remember specifically with you, digestive issues, too. Yeah, I, have um, col- I had colitis. I haven't had colitis since. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so common. Yep. And that was actually, that was, you, you're talking about one of the other discoveries, and that was that there is this collection of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had, it's interesting, we've had over 10,000 people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? And um, besides the physical, the mental, the emotional symptoms, they're writing things like, and this is what's so interesting because we've all been told time heals all wounds. I have the proof that's not true. (laughs) People are writing, yeah, people are writing things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened, you know, 10 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. Uh, So we know betrayal only heals when we face it, feel it, heal it. Interesting Um, term, unwilling to trust again, unwilling. That is a key, super, super key, because mm-hmm. you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive them. It, you don't have to forgive them to their face if you don't want to, but you have to forgive them within yourself. Because what's that saying, Debbie? The, you know, it's like taking, t- taking poison Drinking and expecting poison. the other person to, yeah. to die. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we feel so justified and we are, but yeah. we're punishing ourselves. Yeah. But, but also when it comes to forgiveness, if it's done too soon, it backfires every time. There's a process. And that was one of the other discoveries. But just to answer your question, you asked me about some of the symptoms. Yeah. I pulled some of the stats, and I think everybody would be really curious to hear this. So just the, here, here are some physical, mental, and emotional. Physical, low, 71% have low energy. This is out of over 10,000. 68% have sleep issues. Mm. 63% extreme fatigue. 47% have weight changes. 45% have digestive issues. You know, I thought the digestive issue piece was really interesting, too, because think about it. First of all, that's your second brain, you know, and, and it's where your 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Sure. So it's no wonder why the, the immune system just tanks. But what's so interesting about that, too, is think about this. The, you know, the digestive system absorbs, digests, and processes food. Well, right. isn't a betrayal difficult to absorb, digest, and process? Yes. Right? And you wonder why the gut would be off. Some of the mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 
70% walking around in disbelief, 68% unable to focus, 64% in shock, 62% unable to concentrate. So just take some of those symptoms and mix them with like a gut issue or exhaustion. You could just see how debilitating it is. Here are some emotional ones. 88% sadness, 83% anger. You just go back and forth between anger and sadness. For a very long time. (laughs) Right? Uh, 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote trust again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward and 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Yeah, that's that's the hardest struggle. And that's where you came into play. And, and you were amazingly helpful. And um, it, it was just once you were telling me what the five steps are, um, the five stages, it made sense. And I'm, I'm someone who I need to understand the process. And, um, and I would know when I was in a stage, I'd, I'd I'd announce it to you. Guess what? <laughs> you remember? Yeah. I would call you up. I'm like, guess what? I just, I just passed mm-hmm. the stage, and <laughs> it was, yeah. it was. It's really important to know. So this, this book, uh, Trust Again, is so, so important. If anyone has had any kind of betrayal, because you can. Um, I'm, I'm example of it. So I guess I fall into that 15 percent who do trust again. I was able to mm-hmm. overcome it, and yeah, we have moments that I sit there and go, huh. But then I have to remind myself, no, not the same people moving forward, don't look backwards, no rear view mirrors. Um, and I, I, I've always loved that expression. You know, there, there's the reason why we have experiences in our lives is to grow from it. And so I chose to grow. I chose to yeah. get better and then utilize uh, what I learned to help other people. And uh, I know you do that every day. So, so what are the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough that were discovered in your study? Yeah, you know, when this discovery showed up in like the geekiest way, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I think I, I, my head flew right off my body. The beauty of this discovery was now, that was the moment that, that we learned that healing from betrayal is truly predictable. There is a specific and proven way to heal. So the first stage, the first stage is like a setup stage. And, and if you can imagine, four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was this, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So what does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing and not really prioritizing the feeling and being, but that's where our intuition lies. And we turn that down. Now, that's not to say if you're just busy doing, it's a setup for betrayal. It's just what I consistently saw. Stage two, scariest stage of all. Here's D-Day. We're shocked. We're blindsided. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. You've ignited the stress response. This is You, you are now headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. The, the glass floor you talked about? has just been shattered at this moment. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. Makes no sense. And your worldview is shattered. That's your mental model. These people are safe. These are the rules. This is how it works. You're good. You know, and in a moment, it's completely shattered, but a new worldview hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. You have absolutely bottomed out. The bottom has bottomed down on you. But think about it. If you were walking down the street 
and the bottom were to bottom out, you would grab hold of anything and everything you could to stay safe and stay alive. Right. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical stage. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How can I survive <laughs> this experience? Yep. Where do I go? Who do I trust? Right. But here's the trap. You ready? Once you've figured out how to survive, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma where you just came from, you're like, whew, okay, let me settle down here. I'm good. And this is where people stay. They haven't even undergone any kind of transformation. Yeah, but they're stuck. But because it's so much better, this is where they stay. And then here's what happens. Now, because you're here, because you're here, you start... Um, you start kind of doing things like planning roots in this stage and getting these small self-benefits like you get to be right, you get your story, you get someone to blame, you get a target for your anger, you get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to, and that feels good in that small self way. So now your mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you deserved it. Maybe you're not all that. Maybe, you know, you were. this is all you can hope for and expect. So you're planting deeper roots. Now, because you're here, like energy attracts like energy. So now you're calling situations and circumstances and people towards you that confirm this is where you belong. Yeah. It gets even worse. I'll get you out of it. Don't worry. So now, because you're here and you don't like it, you're not comfortable, you're not happy, here's where you start using the food and the drugs and the alcohol and the work, the TV, and because you don't know what to do. So you do this a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, right? So if I say to somebody 20 years later, oh my gosh, that, that disordered eating, that drinking, is it from your betrayal? And they would say, oh my gosh, no, that happened 20 years ago. But do you see? Yeah. It's I, all because of it. I hear, I hear. Let's. We, you are listening to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne, and we're going to take a quick break and jump back into three, the third stage, because that's a really big stage, and, and I want to talk more about that. You're listening again to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. We have Debbie Silver on, and we will be right back. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome back to Healthy Lifestyle. I'm Lori Ann. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas you'd like to hear more about, please email us at healthylifestylewitha at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on social media at Healthy Lifestyle. 
with LA. And uh, yes, to our Facebook friends, uh, we've adjusted the mic so it's uh, not so loud. And uh, here's a copy again of Trust Again. You can get that on Amazon and in any bookstore. I got a little bit of a glare. So there you go. You can see it a little bit better here. Um, So we have on with us Debbie Silber. We last left off at uh, the third stage of post-betrayal. So so Debbie, just let's review that so we're starting from that place. Okay, so stage three is the is the most common place to get stuck. Stage three is about survival, and here's where you know we, we're figuring out who can I trust, where do I live, what do I do, um, how do I survive my experience. But because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma where we just came from, we plant roots here and we get stuck. Yeah. And and then you know we we can stay there forever. So so there are so many people walking around listening to this right now saying, oh my gosh, my betrayal happened so long ago. I've healed from it. No. I've I've found that probably a bigger population besides the shock and trauma people are the ones who are surviving and have resigned themselves to thinking that's as good as it gets. Well, because so it, it feels more, it feels so much better than where you were because you come from an explosion of every emotion you can possibly yeah. feel. And now there's a little bit of calm, but you're still, I, I, still felt like it was anesthetizing even at that mm-hmm. stage. And that's the part where I felt like I was I was stuck in a revolving door that wasn't, I couldn't go forward, I couldn't go backwards. It was comfy, it was warm, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. Exactly. And so if we're willing to give up those small self-benefits we get, if we're willing to, we have to acknowledge our betrayal. We have to mourn the loss. I mean, it is a loss of whether it was just a loss of our expectations, what we wanted and didn't get, whatever has changed. We need to really recognize that. And a few other things we, we need to do. We can move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Yeah. And I always use this example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever. Your stuff isn't all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in this uh, stage, this this sort of mental, emotional place, you're turning down the stress response. You're not quite healing just yet, but you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. And, And here's what I found so interesting about this stage also. If you were to move, you don't necessarily take everything with you, right? You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in your new state. No longer serves you. They don't, right, exactly. And what I saw in this stage was if your friends weren't there for you, they don't come with you from stage three to yeah. stage four. You've outgrown them. You know, and this happens all the time. People say, but these have been my friends for 10, 20, 30 years. I don't get it. I just don't feel right. Is it me? Yes, it is. <laughs> Reason, season, lifetime. Friends are not necessarily meant to be in our lives for our entire lifetime. Yeah. So, they, but, and if they no longer serve you, if they no longer support you and lift you up, you don't necessarily want to surround yourself, especially in this stage with those people because you're recreating and the possibilities are infinitesimal. You know, so mm-hmm. you could be anything and do anything you want at this point. You just have to make mm-hmm. those choices, right? Exactly. And I and I remember uh, I, you sharing when you were in this stage. <laughs> I, I remember it so well. And and it's it's such a beautiful stage because you really are you're you're creating a new identity. Yeah. You're taking the parts you love and you're leaving the rest behind. Yeah. And those people who are just unwilling to let go of their story and all the benefits they were getting from it don't get there. But that's not even the full transformation. It, this is where it begins. Once you've settled into this stage for you're creating kind of new rules, new boundaries, you're, you know, making this okay, you move into 
stage five. This is so beautiful. It's healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So in this stage, the body starts to heal. You didn't have the bandwidth for eating well, exercising, self-love, self-care. Like, you were surviving. Right. Now you do. You know, so you're, you're paying attention to that. Your mind is healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries, assessing things differently based on your experience. And you have a new worldview based on the road you just came from. And the four legs of that table, remember in the beginning, it was just all about the physical and the mental, were solidly grounded because now we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Yeah, yeah. And you can get stuck in three if you keep looking back and still talk about it and still keep going back and replaying it. The replaying law of attraction says that you need to speak forward. Every time you bring it up, you're bringing up those emotions and feeling it again. And, um, and that set, that's a good indicator for me that I was still in three. I wasn't really. F- uh, firmly planted into four because I would still feel the emotions to it. When I was able to forgive them uh, for myself and just really be grateful and have gratitude for not really wanting to have gone through that experience, but getting the benefits of going through that experience and growing as a human, um, mm-hmm. it helped me grow as a human and help me see uh, life a different way. And it's so much better, so hap- so much happier. And you kept saying, don't worry, Lorianne, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel. And I was like, when? <laughs> and yeah. uh, sure enough, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to really experience it and you have to go through these five stages and it's real important. And I remember that I remember calling you too when I was, I was headed into stage five because I was able to mm-hmm. let go. I was able to really appreciate the fact that I learned so much about myself and my learning curve got shorter. Um, my fuse was, was so much better. It was, actually is non-existent. Um, Mm -hmm. You couldn't push my buttons anymore. So um, all those things to me are indicators that you've really worked your way through. But stage three, you know, and I I don't mean to harp on it, but you can get stuck in there. Mm -hmm. And so so how how you know what what how do we know if we're still stuck in it? And how do we know that we have what's known as post betrayal syndrome? Yeah. So so here's like a visual. Uh, This is what I see. Betrayal affects your your health, your business, your relationships. It affects everything. So I'll see it, it an unhealed betrayal in relationships in one of these two ways. The first way would be you you know you go from partner to partner to partner, or friend to friend to friend, or boss to boss to boss, and the faces change, but it's like the same thing. And then people say, "Tippy, is it me?" Yes, it is. It, unless and until. You learn that profound lesson, like you need different boundaries in place, that like you are lovable, worthy, deserving, whatever it is, you keep getting these opportunities to learn that until you do. And then you have the mother of all bad betrayals and you say, oh my gosh, I will never do this again. I'm going to do that differently. Lesson learned. You don't have to keep repeating it. Right. The, uh, the other way would be where we see people with, you know, they have that big wall up. They're like, nope, no one's getting near my heart again. Mm-mm, been there, done that. And they think it's coming from a place of strength, but it's actually coming from fear. Yeah. Because they were so brokenhearted, they just don't want to, they just don't want to take that chance again. So that's why this process has to be gentle, but strategic because it's like, you know, and I write about this in Trust Again, it's as if, you know, you get burned on the stove and you swear off cooking. You know, right. that's not fair, <laughs> yeah. right? You have to learn how to be careful and put a glove on, whatever you're going to do and, and go about it carefully and cautiously. Also, like a tracks like. So if you're still, you know, if yeah. you're still in that, 
that area, you're going to continue to attract that type of person until you either get punched in the face again or because I, I always likened it to this universe taps you on the shoulder and says, no, I don't think you want this. And you ignore it. And then it kind of punches you in the arm and and you still ignore it. And then it like hits you with a Mack truck. When you have that, that's 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 when you've really gotten the message. You usually walk yeah. away and go, OK, I understand. Yeah. That's when you're trying to feel you're like a fish out of water. You don't you don't have the tools you're used to having and you need to develop a whole set of new tools. And that's 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 the uh, for me I saw tr- the transformation between like attracts like so I no longer was accepting and and I don't look at things as negative anymore because I do law of attraction and I'm a law mm-hmm. of attraction practitioner and I look at all these experiences contrast this is what I don't want and this is what you know the things that I move to is what I do want and we have that and opportunity used to used to right and you had a famous saying this is a me <laughs> issue this is a you issue <laughs> my book is actually coming out and that's exactly what it's called. It, this I is not. That. This is not a me issue. It's a you issue, and it, it is. You need to be able to separate. You know what's really yours, and you know it's a uh, it's a pile of we'll call it hay for the radio, um, but it's a pile of hay, and you have to go through every single strand of hay to figure out what's yours and what's theirs. And you'll be surprised out of that huge two story pile that I know I had. It wasn't. It was a, a manageable small pile that was actually a hundred percent mine. We always have a little bit that were responsible for the other pieces, but there were things that I was owning and taking on because I thought I had to, because I really, I wasn't looking at myself as lovable, worthy and, um, mm-hmm. and, and deserving. And, and I think that's, that's an important element too, is that how we look at ourselves depends on how we really take on way too much stuff. That's not ours. And, um, and I know sitting in some of the, um, some of the classes that you have and seminars that you have and sessions that you have. Um, I know that some of the ladies walked away and started doing that. And it really helps you mm-hmm. s- separate what is yours and what somebody else's, yeah. uh, you know, and I actually had to, at the beginning, I had to say it out loud. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That's not a me issue. That's a you issue, but it helped yeah, me. And I, absolutely. And it's, and there's so much clarity we get when we take a look at this stuff, but people run from it. And I get it. It's, it's because it's painful. And that's why one of the most common ways people deal uh, with their betrayal is by numbing, avoiding, distracting. Yeah. Uh, but we also found they do that, or I found that they do three things. They do that, or they'll let's say they'll th- see a therapist, but if that therapist isn't highly skilled in helping someone through betrayal, it actually does more harm than good. Yeah. If I tell you how many times within our PBT community, someone will say, oh my gosh, I saw a therapist and they made me feel worse. And like typical example, we'll see all the time. Let's just take um, the wife was betrayed, narcissistic husband. Well, that narcissist can be very charming. And if the therapist isn't highly skilled, you know, he puts on the crocodile tears and all this charisma. And then the the therapist looks at the wife like, you should communicate better. Right. Yeah. It it suddenly becomes a her problem and it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it, you know, so it's crazy making. So we have to discern all of that. So, yeah, and, and just getting back to it. So the, in relationships, we'll see an unhealed betrayal, you know, with the big wall up or with the repeat betrayals. Uh, and in health, I, we see this so often where people go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related you know, symptom, issue, Ill, you know, condition, and at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. Or we see it at work, too. And I see this all the time, where someone, you know, wants that razor promotion. They deserve it, but their confidence was shattered. So they don't have the confidence to ask, and they're bitter and resentful instead. Or, yeah. Um, 
They want to, they want to be a team player. They want to do that collaborative project. But the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How can they possibly trust that boss or coworker or, you know, potential partner? It's too terrifying. So yeah. if that resonates with anybody hearing this, that's an unhealed betrayal. Without a doubt. So, so what's the difference between post-betrayal transformation and post-traumatic growth? Yeah, it, there's such a huge distinction. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was saying uh, earlier that post-traumatic growth is like the upside of trauma. You know, how whatever the trauma is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, um, how that crisis leaves you with this, you know, new perspective that you didn't have. Maybe you come out of it saying, you know what, life is short. Or, you know what, it's the little things that matter. And you know what, I've been working too hard. Now it's all about friends and family. That would be an example, let's say, of post-traumatic growth. But with betrayal, you have to rebuild the entire self. You know, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. So it needed its own name. And if I were to give you an equation, it would look like this. Post-traumatic growth plus rebuilding the self equals post-betrayal transformation. Nice. It's just a different, it involves all of the benefits of your of coming out of your experience, plus coming out with an entirely new rebuilt self. And, and how do we know if we, if we haven't healed from a betrayal? What are the symptoms? You know, you'd be, you'd ha- if it's in your relationships, if it's those repeat betrayals, okay. if it's uh, the big wall up, you're going to know if your confidence was shattered, if you don't trust uh, or if you have some of those physical symptoms, like we said, you know, gut issues and, and, you know, assuming you had a betrayal at some point, doesn't have to be recent, from years ago, uh, you know, that gut issue, the weight issues, any adrenal issue, immune symptoms, extreme exhaustion, anxiety, hypervigilance, um, confusion, chaos, mental chaos, lack of clarity. I mean, there are so many uh, so if there's been a betrayal, and it could be from, I mean, I'm talking like way back when you were a little kid and your parent didn't show up for your school play and you interpreted that as, I don't matter. Yeah, yeah. And then everything, every belief system was formed based on, I don't matter. So your entire life now is based on all of that, uh, those assumptions and the beliefs and the emotions based on, I don't matter. So you know, you have to take a look at, at people say to me all the time, do I check my most recent betrayal? And no, no, your most recent betrayal happened because of all the other ones. Right. So that, take a look back at the very first. One. That was that was the, the one that you got the transition from. That's the one that you got punched in the face or hit by the truck from. Yeah. But there are other ones that, that formed for that. And, uh, and, and if you do track it back, you will see that you do find the freedom. And uh, I know that... Um, you know, I was reaching out to heal from the betrayal to every source I could think of, uh, from meditation to Ho'oponopono to, I mean, you, you think about it, but nothing, you know, nothing that was, um, like alcohol or drugs or anything, because that wasn't resonating with me. I knew that that's the place I had to stay the farthest away from because it was too easy to get stuck in three as I refer to it. So, so what do we need to do to move forward and heal from a betrayal experience? You know, what, what are the best ways to put us in the right, um, trajectory. I know I went to um, an event uh, by Paul Saladino. That's where I met you, heard you speaking. And I just, you know, that's when we had met and started talking and and you helped me through those, through those uh, different stages. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it has to be, it really has to be approached from every different level. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we do within the PBT community, it, post-betrayal transformation community. It's, it's, you know, yes, there's the, the talk therapy piece, but the issues are in the tissues. I mean, this stuff goes deep and it yeah. all has to be healed. So, you know, some of the things you mentioned are so wonderful and everybody has kind of their own recipe as long as it includes all those things but you know you're such a beautiful example of post-betrayal transformation so (laughs) if someone doesn't know what it looks like it looks like you it's wonderful it's this feeling of of strength and empowerment and courage and um self uh like belief, you believe in yourself, you feel good about yourself. And it's just, it's so, it's so beautiful. So any of your listeners can just look at you to know, okay, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's quite, it's quite the journey, though. It's, it's painful. Oh, and yeah. if anybody says it's not, it's very, very painful. And it's hard work. And I and you, yeah. you're right, you need a lot of different modalities to help you through and a lot of different really good people. But if you're staying around the same people, you're going to get the same result, you know, and that's the definition of insanity in and of itself. Yeah. And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not preaching. I did it myself. You know, I had the same people around and just didn't understand why I couldn't get out of the rut. And until I changed my environment um, and where I worked and who I worked with and, and, and who I surrounded myself with, uh, that wasn't going to change. Now I have the ability because life is so great. I see all the potential. That's how I got uh, into law of attraction. That's how I do what I do. That's when I, you know, went into mentoring as a full business because it all made sense. And now I had all these tools from my own personal experience. So I'm walking the walk and talking the talk. And I appreciate your, um, your kind words, Debbie, because it was a lot of work, but thanks to you helping me through and, and, and your discovery. I mean, this, this book is amazing. If it's a quick read, it's a beautiful book. It's called trust again. Um, Debbie silver, Dr. Debbie silver is the writer of it. And, um, I, you've done such a great job. So in the last two minutes. What are the four mm-hmm. step process to learn to trust again? Yeah. So the, the most absolute, most basic, you need to start building the very foundation. I mean, it was shattered. So you need to question something as basic as will the sun rise? I don't know. And then you test yeah. it a few days like, oh, sure enough, there it is. Until you believe in that again, because the foundation has been ripped from, from under you. Once you believe that, the next step, and this is all in the book, the next step is you have to rebuild a, a, a trust in your inner wisdom, in yes. your in your intuition, in your something other than you. So if something feels shady and and scary, trust it. If something feels safe, trust it. Rebuild that again. Once you feel that, you sort of feel a little bit uh, of a sense of safety and security. You take it to the next level, and that's trusting in yourself because that got shattered as well. So to do that, you give yourself little tasks. I'm going to drink that glass of water, and then you do. I'm going to do that workout, and then you do. I'm going to go to sleep 15 minutes earlier, and then you do. And now your word is gold. You trust yourself. So you built in the very foundation. You built uh, trust in your, your inner wisdom. You built trust in your word. And from that space, now you carefully and cautiously start trusting in others. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I, I'm just, uh, I remember going through it, remember reading the book again, and, and it was just so good. Debbie, you are a brilliant. It's pbtinstitute.com. They can get to you, yes? Yes, PB, the PBT, 
Institute.com forward slash quiz. Take the quiz. Oh, yeah, definitely take the quiz. You'll, you'll be surprised. Thank you so much for being on, Debbie. We really appreciate everything that you just gave us today. Thank you again for joining us today on Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. My heart is lifted by sharing this time with you. You know that by now. But this time is, and time is so limited, and I understand and know and appreciate your time that you spend with us, and it's your gift to us, and we really appreciate you. So I hope you all have a really wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy family and friends as you can. Please be safe. Um, And we will be back here next week, same time, same bat channel. I hope you have a a great day. Thank you again for joining us today on Healthy Lifestyle. I am Lorianne Kazdia. Until next time, show up for you and show up big. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.